0: not ready to turn the page yet on Juju Smith-Schuster missing the rest of this season. And I really hope that whatever it is that you think about him, you'll listen to this episode with an open mind, because that's very much what I've tried to do for a long time as related to Juju. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thursday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Ben Roethlisberger came out to meet with the assembled media yesterday on the south side. And in doing so, he became the latest in a line of Steelers to speak with deep and real emotion about Juju's shoulder injury and resulting surgery that'll keep him out for the remainder of 2021. L- just listen. Listen to Ben. Listen to his intonation. Listen to him. It's awful. Um and I'll and I'll I'll speak selfishly. I'm I'm hurt because I miss that guy. I mean, what he brings to this team, his energy, his excitement, um, the leadership, um, sucks, it really does. And, and I'm not even the one hurt. I mean, I, I'm, I, I spoke to him on Sunday night and just, I felt his pain through the phone, um, speaking to his mom as well. Um, it's just, sometimes things aren't fair and we don't know why they happen. And a guy that has given so much and a guy that means so much to this team and to me specifically, um, it's not fair. That's not manufactured. That's not a quarterback saying nice things about his wide receiver so that he can give a little extra the next time he goes to catch the football. That's real. This quarterback went to bat for this wide receiver 10 minutes after the playoff loss to Cleveland. Remember that? It was barely off the field when – He started throwing out public suggestions that the Steelers need to bring this player back. Mike Tomlin had similar things to say. Deontay Johnson, the day before that, similar things to say. You're going to keep hearing those. They're not going to fade. Juju's not going to fade. He's going to be visible. He's Juju for crying out loud. He's going to be On the sideline, he's going to be at practices. He's going to probably, having a sense for what and who he is, be in wide receiver classrooms working with his teammates and his friends. I can tell you from a personal standpoint that when Juju came along, I was a little put off. And I would share that with readers. and Boy, would they get upset. But I was put off because if I'm being completely, completely candid here with you, what really separated Juju's off-the-field presence, meaning in Steeler settings, was that he looked over at people like me and us, meaning reporters, and I could just picture the gears in his head going, what do you need these people for? What are they here for? If I want to communicate with my fans or my followers or just the Steelers fans in general, I mean, I can just do that. I don't need that guy over there or that girl over there. I, I don't need any of these people. So on those occasions when... It was time for Juju to communicate with us. That was kind of how it came across. Like it was an obligation and whatever else. And you couldn't really approach him even informally. Hey, Juju, what's up? And you just kind of get like this cold shoulder. And a lot of people, and I'm no exception, kind of took that like, really? What? I didn't do anything to you? What's that all about? I'm just being honest here with you. And I I wasn't crazy about it either. Who would be? Who would be? Put yourself in my shoes there and ask yourself if somebody was treating you as if your role in society was gradually becoming obsolete. You you wouldn't take to it very well, I'm guessing, right? But that's kind of how this was. That's kind of how this was. And then time passed. And I observed him more. We all did. We all did. But speaking for myself, it was, you know, from, from as much as the inside as a reporter gets. And I started to understand him a little bit better. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format works. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I understood from watching, listening to Juju, from watching and listening to his teammates, current and former, that None of this was an act. None of this was a pose. This was authentic. All of it. All of it, including the not really understanding what people like me do for a living. And if you have the proper amount of, ooh, I guess humility would be the applicable term here. If you're me and you understand that what I do really isn't that important in today's society where everyone has a voice on social media that's the term social media then it's it, it becomes it just becomes a lot clearer. so here's what I'm gonna do. here's what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna do exactly what what juju would prefer I do with my podcast anyway and I'm gonna get out of the way. I'm gonna get out of the way. And I'm going to play for you a couple minutes of a speech that he gave to a local charitable organization Monday night. I am underscoring that. Monday night, the day after the shoulder injury. He was up on the stage with his arm in a sling, still two days away from surgery. Listen to this. Really, really listen to it
1: the doctor called me, he'd say, like, hey man, like I think we have to we have to do the surgery and get a second opinion. Um, and it said it was a season ending injury. And you know, I sat there and I, I cried, I cried all night. I cried because like, I I love this game so much. Or did anyone, anyone know? I know the whole social media thing and like, the whole TikTok and like dancing and all that, like... I do it because like, it's my personality and I love it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but football will always come first. Without football, I wouldn't be who I am today. Without football, this wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have create or be a role model for a lot of people. And I cried that night because... You just never know what the future holds for you. If I if I look at if I look at the light in front of me, and don't don't keep my head down, just keep pushing forward, and I come back any strong, come back even stronger than I was, you know, this year. Um,
0: I know God has a bright future for me. That, my friends, is not an act. It's not branding. It's not being selfish. That's just Juju Smith-Schuster. When we come back, just one question.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury from law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George LGKG. They represent people who are. Hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. They are to be trusted. When they tell you they're going to do something, they get it done. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Bob Elliott. Who asks, if the offensive line continues to get better each week, what week, which game must be their high watermark where they put it all together and start to roll? Or have we seen that already with the Denver game? (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that was it, Bob. They're all done. (laughs) Well, before I answer it, here's some of what Chooks core for had to say yesterday after practice.
1: I think it just, it just took time, just like having, having the guys been being in out there for a couple of weeks. Most of us are still new or haven't really played next each other for a while. I think it just took a little bit of time to kind of get used to it.
0: I have a hard time believing, Bob, that they would have peaked with the Broncos game. Uh, for one thing, they're going to face lesser defensive fronts along the way, uh, not least of which is Seattle this coming week so they'll have opponents that they can gain additional confidence against but remember that the the key descriptive factor for this line is that they're young you know they're really really young they're really inexperienced even the guys who aren't young like zack banner when he comes back He's an experienced dude. Dude's got two NFL starts. We talk about him as if, you know, he's Joe Thomas coming back. You know, he's he's barely played in the NFL, certainly not as a starter. I think we can agree for the most part that it's a talented enough group that they can become solid, dependable NFL linemen over time. As such, in seeing them improve, really, beginning in Green Bay, I am not going to allow anybody to point out, as I keep hearing, or to point toward, I should say, the Denver game as the big breakthrough moment, to me, it really was Green Bay. And the people with the Steelers will agree with you. They saw a lot of things in Green Bay that they really liked. Now, there were also some lousy play calls and other things that didn't go well for the offense. But Najee Harris himself told me when I brought this up after the Denver game that he started seeing things right then. He started seeing holes, improvements. Things that he and Kalen Bellage and the other running backs were talking about in their own room. Things that they noticed that the offensive line was generating. And that maybe in some cases, they as running backs didn't do well enough to capitalize on. I will always trust the football people when it comes to things like this, but especially the offensive line. They saw it in Green Bay. Therefore, Green Bay was an upgrade over the previous week. You and I, Bob, we liked what we saw against Denver. I think everybody liked what they saw against Denver. That means that one was an upgrade over Green Bay. That's the trajectory that you want to be moving on, especially with young guys that you think have the talent and the capability. That's where it gets a little bit more muted, in terms of analysis, because if Kendrick Green is getting steamrolled or doesn't have the amount of strength that you would hope that NFL Center would have, that becomes problematic. But when you see Kevin Dotson just shoving humans six, seven yards downfield the way he did when he started out last year, that's pretty encouraging. When you see Dan Moore sealing to the inside the way he did, he was really good, by the way, against Denver. When you see Chooks fending off Von Miller, rendering Von Miller moot, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. False starts or not. So I think there are. I think the trajectory is going to be a lot higher than the Denver game, but I also think, Bob, to try to answer your question as accurately or as fairly as possible, you're going to see bumps, you're going to see setbacks, and you're going to see people pointing to Denver or even Green Bay as maybe a fluke or, wow well, they just ran into a team that wasn't playing well or whatever. I think this group is going to get better, and I think we're not going to be looking at Denver as the top of the mountain for that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one tomorrow.